Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 186 of the Chairman One Chance and Alex podcast. My name is Chairman One. My voice is about a fifth to an eighth low today. Fifth to I'm, an eighth sexy. Ooh, it feels unnatural and a little congested, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Joining me this evening is Chance of the games of chanceofblogspot.com. Chance, how is your voice today? Uh, my, my voice is not quite as sexy. Mm. I'm, I'm ashamed to say. That's, that's the, one of us has to keep be rocking the baritone. Alex is not here this evening. He'll join us again next week. He had other family commitments, of which I am asking for pictures, because I believe he's out looking for tuxes with his father. <laughs> and I want to see that man in a tux. So. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. He post pictures. He's yeah. been posting a lot about Borderlands, man. He has, and then and then his, and then the bird. But uh. <laughs> no, like that that this review he put up Borderlands today is pretty pretty chunky. I did. I asked. I asked Alex because he is the only one of the three of us who has played Borderlands three, and he actually finished it. And he finished it what two days ago, three days ago? Yeah, like five days after launch. Yeah. So I asked him, "Can you give me a paragraph summary for us to read on the podcast?" And he said, "How about this?" And he pointed to his gigantic post on his on his blog, <laughs> which I have not had a chance to consume in its entirety. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> so, so I, I really should, and we're not going to read the whole thing on the podcast because that Ooh, would be stealing I, I, Alex's I, I thunder. Just, I just want to just read the last paragraph because go for I it. Love how you it's got so, it up. Go for it. Go okay, for let's it. Let's do it now. Okay, this is this is right. Alex's contribution. This is, this is Alex's contribution. Yes. If yes. you want the full thing, go to dailycrackspot.blogspot.com. But here it is. <clears throat> Regarding Borderlands Three, I love this game, but it's cut off its nose to spite its face in the service of one man's ego. That's a <laughs> that's a tragedy. And it infuriates me to think about what kind of good work we lost because of it. If you love this series, you're going to get your money's worth. Lord knows I'll be playing this sucker well into 2021. The galaxy map is suspiciously empty, and I look forward to what this team comes up with, even if they don't tighten up the dialogue. But seriously, they need to. <laughs> and actually, I, I've heard that dialogue sentiment echoed across the Twitterverse this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone seems to agree that the writing just kind of sucks in this game. Which is which is not good when half of your shtick is the fact that it's supposed to be funny. See, I did laugh at one and two. I laughed more at Tales from the Borderlands, but I did laugh occasionally at one and two. Mostly tiny Tina, tiny Tina stuff in two. Let's be honest. She yeah, was a highlight. But it was, it was, it was part of the, it was part of the the identity of the games, right? Yeah, absolutely. The, the attitude. Yeah, and that's like that'd be like playing a Grand Theft Auto without that like really sardonic dark uh. humor that permeates the whole thing and to have that there but fucked up and just you know a shadow of its former self yeah it's like going back to a restaurant and ordering that dish that blew you away the last two times and now it's a different chef oh you know and now it doesn't include prawns or something like that you know, you know. <laughs> you've told that story that that place moved you found it again like two years later with all okay no, well really really <laughs> the, the the harm in the harm in that restaurant was that they they like have the portion sizes Oh. And the the irony of this was the original restaurant. You had the option to order the 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 entree or a half portion for about half price usually. Usually, okay. And so you know, I order the full price, and there's not even a half a half size listed. So I order the full size, and it comes, and it's a half portion. Oh. And I go, excuse me, is this a half portion? She goes, no. I go, how much did this cost me? She goes, twenty two bucks. It had always been seventeen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So they got you coming and going on yeah, that yeah. one. So that, that one burned. Actually, I haven't been to that restaurant in over a year. It probably hasn't gotten any better. No, no, no the new one, the, the good. Oh, one, the, the new real, one, the, the new real, good one, the real okay. one with the real chef. Uh, I haven't been there in over a year, but the last time I was there was amazing again. So, 
Part of the reason my voice is shot, I mean, I'm sick. My, one of my children brought something home from school, which is, always school. happens at the beginning of the school year. My um, neighbor has, like, four kids. <laughs> Her house is a Petri dish. Yeah, know? absolutely. I thought they would go away when they got older. No, no. It just, they, no. they don't wash or something. You're, you're sending them into close proximity with a bunch of other people who wash as rarely as they do. Uh-huh. But it's somehow good for their immune systems. It just sucks for us because we're old. So on top of that, Part of my job is training people on pretty boring stuff. I did two of those today, a session in the morning and a session in the afternoon, about an hour and a half each. Now, is that one of these... the same things. Is that one of these shitty, like, uh, WebEx over the internet yep. kind of trainings? Oh, those are the yeah. worst! And, and I know they're the worst, so I try to be at least somewhat entertaining. I have attended trainings that are awful, like robotic, mm. no, mm -hmm. monotone, nothing. And I now, now, here's the next PowerPoint slide. Please pay mm -hmm. close attention as I read it verbatim before yeah. moving on to the next yeah. slide. And yeah. I, I know that what I'm presenting is relatively dry, so I try to keep it animated. Not as animated as this, obviously, because I'm not going to swear at these people, but I try to keep it interesting and animated and, you know, making fun of my own voice a little bit today. And, and, and you can tell when they're paying attention because you get like a ha 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 or a kind chuckle or something out of the microphone because then at least I know they're listening yep. when it's dead silent. Oh, it's death. I know I've lost them. It's death. Okay, I mean, I, that, this is why I would, I would love to be, be in front of these people doing the training. Mm -hmm. I would sooner do a training in front of 100 people than with 10 people over the phone well, because I, I can engage with 100 people. See, that's interesting because most people would name public speaking as their number one fear Not ahead of even death. No, not at all. I used to do a lot of trainings, and one thing I did that, you know, you you probably couldn't get away with, and I certainly shouldn't have been able to get away with because it wasn't a government office, but I would walk into every training and go, okay, now I casually swear, hands up if anyone has a problem with that. <laughs> and if anyone would raise their hand, I just wouldn't do it. And if they would, I would just talk like I normally do, and, and it would... Cut. It would cut through bullshit really easily. Yeah, you know? yeah. It, it, there's a rapport there that you immediately. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I remember, I remember the only time someone raised their hand, it was this sweet little old lady. So I really didn't even want to. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah bless your heart. Yes. Uh, I'm not going to do it for you, ma'am. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It was kind of. Like, but. Well, uh, but doing, do that. Yeah. Doing training is like putting on a play. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like a one man show, and as such, it, it is by the end of it. You need to just lay down. You need someone to give you a hug and tell you that mm -hmm. you're good or something. Because it is, you've just blurred yourself all over these people. And you may not have gotten, gotten anything back. And even when you get something back, it feels like you've been put through the ringer anyway. Yep. So yeah. it's, it's absolutely exhausting. And man, to do, to do two trainings today and then have to go and do your podcast. Well, this is a lot more fun. I can <laughs> casually swear on this. <laughs> and, and then Alex gave you an out and said, do you want, you guys want to do it tomorrow? And you're no. like, I can't. I have a, I have a husbandly have, commitment tomorrow. My family stuff. We're doing it tonight. That's right. Gonna power That's through. Right. I'm a man. Much like I am nice. powering through a drinking? mediocre game. <laughs> okay. What, what are we playing? We are playing Greedfall, mm. and Alex purchased Greedfall, played it for an hour and 45 minutes, and returned it just under the wire it's on, on, on Steam. Yeah. And I can see why he did that, because the game is pure Eurojank. It's, it's spiders, and spiders makes janky games. This is not Dragon Age. This is Discount. Dragon Age. So, so kind of like, Age. did you ever play Omicron the Nomad Soul when it came out? I, I, I did. That game I, was actually really hard. <laughs> yeah, but doesn't, but is that, I think that is a good definition of Eurojank. Would that be correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. 
So, I mean, this is the same team that did Technomancer, which was Eurojank. It's, 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 this is what they do. And I honestly think that there is a place for low-budget Dragon Age. I agree. I think there's a place for low-budget anything, but I yes. must inquire at this point, did you coin the phrase uh, Eurojank because I love it? I did not coin that. I stole it from the PA forums. Okay, so, it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. That that is not mine, but it it is. It's a very good term. So, I mean, the the budget here and the limitations are obvious. I mean, Alex in the past he consistently rails on on lip syncing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no lip. It sucks. There's no <laughs> lip syncing. The character models are are interesting. I mean, visually, aside from the character models, it's not bad. I, I like the design of the cities. The wilderness looks good. It looks like about an Xbox One X game from about two years ago. Not a generation mm. old, but not cutting edge by any means. Not bad. I mean, this is No Witcher Three, obviously, mm. but it, it looks okay. The frame rate's a little jittery, but the the the, two, the true jank settles in when you actually try to wrestle the controls because <laughs> it feels like there's a dead spot in the camera, and then you move it a little too far, and you're like looking to the goddamn direction, just like that. Mm. So. But once I got my hands around it, and I've come to terms with the fact that the voice acting is hilariously bad, it's like it's like a Mystery Science Theater 3000 game for me. I'm playing through this and kind of making fun of it, but enjoying it enough that I'm I'm honestly having a good time. But why are you enjoying it enough? What, what is, because well, part of it is it does it does tick a lot of my standard enjoyable RPG things of of you know. Long missions with branching paths, and then you're looking for new equipment and leveling up. It's a little stingy with your power creep. I mean, you level up. That's what slowly. I hear is that is that new skills yeah. come along too rarely. You have three different um, skill trees: one okay. for just like stat boosts, and another one is for abilities, and another one's for skills. And you get a point for the stat boosts thing every level, and those have mediocre updates. I mean, eventually they, they branch out to give you other skills. Like I started with just one-handed sword because I wanted to be fast. And then I branched out from that to be able to apply poisons or elemental things to my blade, which actually works out pretty well. I, I was collecting all these potions that I couldn't do anything with because I don't have any magic skills, but now I can dump them on my sword and for like five or six hits I do elemental damage, which is not a bad compromise. Those open up quickly, but other ones like, like lock picking or charisma or crafting, you get a point for that every like five levels. Oof. So you need to commit... Now, what I just found out two days ago is, is my, my guy was pretty standard rogue, lockpicking and charisma. So I can talk you out of something, and I can steal your shit when I'm done, because I can nice. lockpick anything. I had no crafting, and, and it was becoming apparent that not having any crafting was a problem, because I could not appro- improve any of the weapons. You get weapons, and they have improvement slots in them. Mm. Like you, can, you can improve the pommel on the sword and, and, the, and, the, and the blade or something like that. <clears throat> and I couldn't do anything with that, so all the weapons I would get were getting were okay. I finished a character quest from one of the characters, and as a bonus for reaching a friendship level with Sky, he gave me level one crafting, which was enough to not have super shitty equipment. I could actually Neat. improve that. So it, it's allowing me to specialize, but not punishing me too much by that getting cool. outs. Yeah, uh-huh. it, it's it's not it's 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 not bad. Uh-huh. Some of the characters are okay. Some of the characters are pretty boilerplate. I mean, the one you start off with is the standard mentor warrior who taught you everything you need to know who's around who's actually kind of nice guy oh no he's gonna die oh probably yeah <laughs> um, and then the, the next one you meet is one of the natives and it's actually interesting that the plot there is is it almost becomes interesting so the, the general plot is the player character works for the merchant guild basically and they are the neutral country on the mainland You've also got the Catholics. They're not really the Catholics, but they're obviously the Catholics. We're trying to convert everybody. And you've got the Muslims, 
who are smarter than everybody else and kind of trying to leave everybody else alone. So it's not hiding what these people represent very well. Obviously, your characters are the Jewish characters. It's just, it's pretty much out there with what's going on. Hmm. All three of these factions end up on this new island, and there's a native um, population on the island who've been there for forever. The Catholics are trying to convert everybody and killing them. The Muslims are at open war with the natives, and then you come in trying to figure out how to make money out of everything. <laughs> it's pretty blatant, and I'm okay with that. Now, the interesting part is is that in the whole beginning okay, section... Wait, 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 wait. Do the... Do the religious people at least do horribly violent things? Oh, absolutely. Okay, okay. Yeah, the, I mean, you have the you have the, the general Catholics, and you have the actual Inquisition, and they're called the Inquisition. And when you're introduced to them, one guy says, "Believe in my God," while choking the uh, the native to death, <laughs> and, and the and the native doesn't acquiesce, and he murders him right there. So, they're they're pretty terrible. It it, it feels like the game is pushing me to hate the Catholic side. Mm-hmm. Um. But but the, the 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 Muslim or the the bridge alliance is what they're called in the game. Are they they openly hate the natives? They call them savages and they kill them whenever they get a chance. So everybody is despicable, except for the natives. Okay. The natives are portrayed as a little too innocent, a little too tomfoolery, uh, a little too. I mean, it's it's the, not even the, the noble savage. It's these are innocent relief. children of nature. Yeah. They know okay. nothing of greed or money. Well, cross that with the Gungans, with their accents. Oh, yeah. So the 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 twist that gives that they give it in the beginning is that your character has this interesting mark on his jawline, or her. You can choose male or female, and it's never even mentioned in the first chunk of the game on the mainland. You get to the island, and then the 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 NPC who is who is a native, she walks up and begins to speak to you in their native language. Because she thinks you're from there because of this mark on your face. Uh-huh. And every time you meet other natives, they ask, why are you wearing their clothes? Because huh. they see your character as someone from the island. Huh. So my prediction is is that mom got busy a long time ago, and you actually are from the island or something like that, which would be interesting later on, because you never meet your character's father, and your mother's dying of the plague or something huh. like that. So... There's enough interesting stuff going on for me to overlook the jank. And, and the same thing happened with Technomancer. It was interesting enough and fun enough that I played it until I hit a game-breaking bug. Technomancer, the main quest, died for me, and I could not advance. I could not do anything. I have not hit anything like this. I mean, it's janky, it's a little bit clumsy, but it's not buggy. It's like they, they, they made a single pass to clean up the bugs, but it could have used... Another six months of polish, which I just mm-hmm. didn't have the money for. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's a it's a double A low budget Dragon Age clone ish kind of a thing. And then that that's this what it is, and and they don't try to hide it. It's very appealing, frankly. And what's interesting is is there was a Kotaku review where they ripped on it for not being more than it was for mm-hmm. not. They ripped on it for not exploring its themes that I've laid out very, very well. I'm not expecting it to. I am dealing with stereotypes, bold stereotypes painted with a brush a mile wide. And it's because that's the level of talent they had. They 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 saw the limitations. They saw what they could accomplish, given their money and the studio size and you know their experience. And they, they built something within those constraints. This is not a 10 out of 10. It's a 7.5. But... There's a place for this, just like there's a place for low-budget movies. Not everything is is Avengers. You know, sometimes you get Pie or Blair Witch or low-budget stuff, Juno, things like that that are low-budget and kind of darlings, 
that you know the seams are right there. Okay, well, there's, but it's still there's, enjoyable. There's two avenues <clears throat> that I think that kind of suggest. On the one hand, then maybe they should be less fucking ambitious. That's true. Instead of doing something too big that you can't quite do well, which apparently they can't, do something smaller, uh, really focused, and do that really, really well. And then you become like super giant games. Mm, you know, that's you, true. Exactly. Now, on the other hand, attempting shit like this is how you eventually get to become Bioware. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's certainly not by being not ambitious enough. I don't know who currently I would trust with these kind of charged racial ideas that are in this game. I don't know who would actually do it well. I mean, um, Rock, could Rockstar do it? No. 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 Could Bioware? Not not current Bioware. Not current. But um, um, Black Isle or um, yeah, Obsi- you're right. Obsidian. Obsidian. Obsidian, Obsidian probably could. And the thing is, Obsidian would do it, and it would look about the same, but the writing would be a million times better. That's <laughs> what we're going to get. You know what? I would, and this is going to be a weird one to throw out there, but I wonder if you gave that job to Amy Hennig, how poorly it would turn out. <sighs> give, or, or give that job to Amy Hennig and say, assemble a team. <laughs> and she could do it. Uh, she could, and it would be like 200 hours long or something. Yeah, like and, and, it, and it would cost like $500 million to make. Yeah, exactly. But it, exactly. Would be, but it might so, be worth it. So, I mean, in the absence of any other big-budget RPGs that are on console right now, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I, I'm playing it. I look forward to playing it every evening because I know what I'm getting. There's no, there's no necessary surprises here. It's like I want strawberry ice cream and i'm getting strawberry ice cream this isn't like goddamn you know giant chunks of strawberry super fresh this is comfort strawberry ice cream and it's okay and when it's done then i'll play something bigger and better and 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 actually when it's done i'm playing borderlands 3 because that's already here uh but it's 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 good enough for me (laughs) speaking of i was thinking about death stranding the other day i still haven't watched that gameplay (laughs) <laughs> but I'm looking for developer Kojima Productions. Uh, the last game Kojima released was Metal Gear Solid Five. What year was that? Um, 15? 14? We were recording when we did this because we both played it. Uh, yeah, 2015. Yeah. Sounds right. Um, after Kojima left Konami in 2015. Um, so I don't know when he opened when he opened his current studio cuz i look up i look up Ko- uh, kojima productions and it brings me to the konami kojima productions internal studio yeah. okay. so i can't tell you the date that kojima founded uh, the death stranding studio okay but let's say it was 2016 mm-hmm. so it is now 2019 mm-hmm. that means it's only been 3 years it has barely been 3 years and death stranding is coming out this october that's actually pretty quick for a game of that what we presume is that what, size. What we presume is the scope of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and, and that alone, the fact that it's only, that it's been that short a time, it kind of hypes me a little bit for Death Stranding. I didn't even watch the fucking <laughs> gameplay. It's the fact that he turned it around in under three years suggests how focused and how kind of clear he was on his idea of what he wanted to do with the game. And then to say, yeah, we're good to go with this at this point. Um, uh, it's very confident. Well, I mean, because, wow. So, Metal Gear Solid 4 was 2008. Okay. Metal Gear Solid 5 was 2015. Okay. Was there anything between there? I don't think so. Of course so. not. I think, no, it, no, I no, think no, that no. took them seven years. The closure. March 16th, 2015, Konami announced it had a restricted game development. Da, 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 da. 
Anonymous employee reported GameStop. Da, 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 da. Hmm. July 10th, 2016, tweeted the company was closed. Uh, independent Reformation, December 16th, 2015, on a joint announcement with Sony Entertainment. So did Kojima sneak out of Konami with, like, pockets full of hard drives? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I'm, I'm sure that much like the Clover Studio, he, uh, he took some talent with him. Oh, yeah. No doubt I, at all. I can imagine that, you know, he just says the word, and if he's got Sony money behind him, yeah. the people are going to get paid, why wouldn't you? Well, not, not just that, but, but the cultural thing. Because um, I always love bringing up that when a, a huge company goes under in, uh, in Hong Kong or in Japan, you know what mm. the CEO will do? Does he apologize, or is he... he... He either apologizes to the ends of the earth, or they kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Because, because, uh, because as far as they're concerned, they were personally responsible for the, um, um, for the living of all these people. Yeah. That was, that was on them to, to keep it going. And so there's, there's a real, uh, I think there's, I think there's a real culture of seeing that person who, who leads as, uh, someone to follow. Yeah, it's and a father figure almost at that point. Yeah, and even and if I had worked in that guy's studio for you know even three years, and he comes to me and says, "Do you want to stay with Konami, <laughs> or would you like to come with me?" I'm going with you. Yeah. I'm going with Kojima because Konami was Kojima maybe was one day I'll years. dress as well as him, <laughs> or eat as well as him, or eat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, blasphemous. Oh, yes, you sent me a picture of that map, and that map is huge. The map is huge. Tempting. It's so good. No, no, you gotta get it. I'm not even kidding. I, I will. No, I will get it. You got it. It's, you got it's, it. It's definitely on the list. If, if I already, if I didn't have Borderlands 3 sitting here next after, or, um, Greedfall, I'd pick it up. Okay. And beyond, you know, the fact that Alex is so infinitely hyped for it, mm-hmm. and just that the idea of running around in the open world doing quest shooting shit is fun. My brother, I'm sure, would appreciate a break from Overwatch. Mm. So there's this part of me that kind of wants to buy myself a copy and buy him a copy and, and go do some Borderlands stuff. Yeah. But it's the picture of the gun on Alex's review. It's the gun porn. Isn't that awful? I'm Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> what a beautiful gun. It would feel so good to shoot. I'd love to shoot that big gun. I want to see how that recoils. and I want to. Oh, I wanna... God. What is that? Apparently, apparently there's like like cosmetic drops. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't buy them, but as you're playing, sometimes part of the loot drops is just cosmetics for your guns. Critical hits ricochet one bullet to the nearest enemy. It's Jacobs, too. Ah, oh, I love Jacobs. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Blasphemous. <clears throat> Absolute. Uh, so, again, I, I haven't finished it yet. Seriously, that you didn't finish that map was huge, and you didn't finish it. No, but but by the time I sent you guys that map, I had explored almost all of it. Um, looking at the map, I realize I gotta I gotta fight um, the woman who's in front of the boss. Okay, and uh, and I I just kind of walked away from her, so I'm like, ah, I'll come back here once I've you know found all the sword shrines. Mm-hmm. The quest to get the last sword shrine was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> what it is is it's a room. And it's clear that, you know, there's something in the next room, because you had mm-hmm. to use a really end-game uh, ability to get here. You had to be able to drop uh, off an elevator platform hundreds of feet up wow. and fall down an elevator shaft and land here. And there was no other way to do that, otherwise you just drop off and die. Okay. So you, so this is obviously an important room. And I get into this room, and there's three pictures of monsters on the walls. <laughs> And I open my phone and I Google this. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck this wants me to do. But what it wants me to do is looking at the map, uh, I, you have to kill an enemy kind of in the lower right. 
and then you have to kill an enemy in the upper right. And both of those are two of the endgame locations. Okay. And then you have to kill an enemy in um, the upper or the, the middle left. So you have to go around the entire map, kill these three specific enemies. And it's not like this is like a named enemy. It's just one of these types of mobs from this area. Okay. And then you have to get back to the room without having died once. Okay. That's right. So this is a Hollow Knight quality quest. Yeah. Although, as I recall, there was a quest like this in Hollow Knight where the deal was you couldn't get hit. <laughs> so, okay, that that's yeah. a little much. But yeah, at least this one, much. yeah. Yes, and and this and not only that, but you can't fast travel. That's the other thing. Fast travel oh. resets it. And what it is is you have this tiny little chalice, and you have to fill the chalice with the blood of these creatures. Oh. And and every time you kill one, it says the chalice has been partially filled. And when you die, <laughs> and when you die, it tells you that it's been emptied. And so I actually pulled that off, and I got the final damage on the sword upgrade. And now I'm running around the game world, just doing whatever, because I've 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 got the ability where I can run through water, and it doesn't stop me, and it doesn't reduce my ability to jump or anything like that. I've got the powered up sword, so if you come at me with this thing that was beating the shit out of me at the beginning of the game, one hit, goodbye. Yep. <laughs> yes, like moving quickly. It's fucking awesome. So I've so now uh, I talked about the true ending. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm that kind of... pearl thing you had to do. That's right. So I'm kind of sad that I've done it at this point, because in order to see both endings, you can't do it in one playthrough. I could beat this lady on the bridge, then I beat the final boss, and then I get the bad ending. And then I could just finish off this quest, and then... But I've finished the quest already, is the problem. Okay, so you're so, locked into the good ending uh, now. Tragically, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to save this world whether I like it or not. And and yeah, just, just uh, wandering the world again to... Uh, to go to all these uh, guilt idols and you destroy the guilt idol and then there's uh there's like a challenge room behind it and you have to like you know you, you pray there and then you go to this oh god it's so beautiful you go to this you go to this room where in the background is this huge statue of like a weeping um madonna mm. and she's crying gold Okay. She cries like this glistening gold that flows down her body. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Um and so anyway. <clears throat> but all these challenge rooms, when I think of challenge fights now, I think of the challenge rooms from Hollow Knight. I think of the Coliseum of Fools in Hollow Knight, which were quite challenging. Mm-hmm. And so you remember how I was warning people last week that don't look at Blasphemous as a super hard game because just because people are dropping souls. It's not yeah. that at all. Okay, so these challenge rooms in <laughs> Blasphemous, yeah. you, it's a fight. <laughs> it, it means it a little bit at least no, yeah. no it doesn't it doesn't really it no. doesn't really no it doesn't like it, there was huh. nothing and it was you know I'm sure it might have had something to do with the fact that I'm now running around with the biggest sword in the world yeah you but, put these off towards the end yeah. yes yes uh, so that probably has something to do with it but the whole game was very much like this the most challenging fight I'd had to deal with was the fight with the lady on the bridge and I was missing like three upgrades on my sword at that point. And since then, I've just been running around the world, so I have no idea how hard she actually is. Hmm. Um, so again, still feeling uniformly positive about Blasphemous, but I think it's called Overland or something on Switch today. No, I don't know. Overland what that is. Switch. I don't think you'd like it. September twentieth. <laughs> see, twenty minutes of Overland gameplay. Okay, so Overland is like post-apocalyptic. XCOM, um, oh. where you're, where you're like just trying to get people across the country and you're constantly being stuck in situations where like you need to get a battery from the store, but there's a bunch of monsters in there. Um, okay, move my guy over here. Let's try to get uh, them to survive. And okay. everything I've ever seen of Overland, I've always wanted to play it, but it's been like, you know, on PC and then it was on phones or something like that. Now it's finally on Switch. 
So I'm interested in that. But I've got fucking Link's Awakening downloaded and installed on Switch. Oh yeah, I bought it that day when I told when I, I sent an email yeah. to you guys saying, Oh my god, it's eighty fucking it's dollars. Yep. And it was like eighty five bucks Canadian uh-huh. after tax. That or it might have been ninety five. Either way. Yeah, I paid a pretty penny for this, and then I was reading the Kotaku review, and no, it is literally just the same game that they released on the Game Boy. It's just prettier. It is the exact same game with all the enemies in the same spot with the same... Um, but did you play that one? No. No, now that did I. No. So it'll so, be all new when I get around to it. <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, this may be the only opportunity I'll have to play a sequel to Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Kotaku review actually pointed out that the original Zelda doesn't really even have the Metroidvania kind of structure of Zelda um, that we associate with the series now, or that I do. The original NES one. Yeah. Hmm. I, see, I'd never played it, so I didn't know that. I did. I'm trying to remember it. It's been, it's been so long since the original one. I always assume what? that it was like you, you progressively open up areas because you get these items. You do, though. I mean, you, there, are, there are dungeons you cannot get into until you have a specific item. Hmm. Like, you, ne- you need the strength bracelet to lift off a boulder to open up, an ent- and open up a uh, hmm. stairway to get down to one of the dungeons. At least I, th- I thought there was. I thought it was No, that sounds, that sounds right to me, and so that yeah. seemed really weird, and that seemed really weird to me in the review, because it, the review held up Link to the Past as the game that established the Zelda structure as it's been to this day. No, it's, I mean... So yeah, I'm glad you're agreeing with me that that seems yeah, I, wrong. Yeah, I am. Ab- I am absolutely agreeing with you. I okay. mean, yeah, it's been more than 30 years since I played the original one, but I I distinctly remember you're like trading secrets with friends at school because you know there was no internet. You're like, well, where'd you find this? Where'd you find that? Hmm. So yeah, I I don't know what they're talking about. Huh. Want to hear something so sad? Hmm. Probably the reason I never did get Zelda or beat it as a kid was that when it came out, I was homeschooled. Mm-hmm. I didn't have no one to talk to about it. The only reason I ever got into Metal Gear was because once I saw a Nintendo Power magazine and it had screenshots of Metal Gear on it, and it was showing how to beat the bomb blast guy on the roof <laughs> and and use and guide the Nikita missile, and I was like, oh, I got to play this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's why I got into Metal Gear was was Nintendo Power. No, yeah, the Legend of Zelda was it, it was a real community effort because I mean we, none of us had Nintendo Power. I mean we couldn't afford that. We yeah. all just scraped and you know for this cool gold cartridge. I know then, that was such a big part of it was that the cart was gold. Mm-hmm. It always stuck out in our stack of NES games. We didn't have that many NES that many NES games, but I had I had the classics. I had that. I had Metroid. I had and every other one was gray. Goblins and yeah, Ghosts and Goblins, Mario, obviously. So I mean, but yeah, that was the only gold one. Mario Duck Hunt. We bought all kinds of shitty used ones, and the only used one I remember because it was that show so shitty was Kid Nicky, and I remember being <laughs> personally feeling personally betrayed that it was so shitty because it had the Nintendo seal of quality on it. Yeah, that didn't mean much. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it didn't mean much. At like nine, I was like. <laughs> This was supposed to mean something. <laughs> I was supposed to, Nintendo was supposed to be looking out for me. Come on. And, yeah, and I remember when I figured out that the words on the back of a movie that mm-hmm. that pulled lines from reviews didn't mean anything. Yeah. Oh god, what was his name? It was Chris something. He was a skinny blonde guy, and it he was like washed up on a beach. Early, it was about him being <laughs> lost at sea. 
Okay. And it was it, it was like it was during like the Chris Farley era, but that wasn't the Chris. It was a skinny mm. kind of talentless Chris. And this was the one movie he did after Saturday Night Live, and it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. But the, the quotes at the back of the box to eleven year old me, I was like, this movie must be hilarious because it says it's hilarious. See, I, I remember the NES game that kind of broke the illusion because before this was like Castlevania and Zelda and Mario. The first one that we ever got that was bad, we got it for Christmas. Um, it was a, f- a family friend got it for us. Was Deadly Towers, and Deadly Towers is legendarily hard and bad and ridiculous. And it didn't have a battery backup, so you had to have this like thirty-two digit password with uppercase and lowercase letters and oh numbers, and it was just awful. Never finished that one. Terrible music, terrible controls, but that was the first. We're like, okay, not all games are good. <laughs> it's a tough lesson to learn. Okay, that makes me want to tell a touching story of people buying me a video game. <clears throat> so I was huge into Star Trek. I was like a super Star Trek nerd. Mm-hmm. And this was one of those things where when I was a kid, I would find something and just like, just suck the marrow out of it. So I was okay. huge into dinosaurs for a while. Then I was big into animals. Then I was big into sharks. And there was a while where I was big into Star Trek where I had like books about the schematics of the different ships and everything. Cool. Yes. Old Trek or Next Generation? Actually, uh, Next Generation specifically, but then I got into the old movies. Mm, and so okay. I started getting books of the original stuff. Anyway, so uh, there was a point-and-click Star Trek game, and it was it was just like an old an old school adventure game with hand-drawn pixelated sprites. Oh, cool! Yeah, where you're like you know you're on the bridge and you you do like do dog fights with uh, Klingon vessels and shit. Hmm. Yeah, and it wasn't next generation; it was like the original. It was the original series, but I was dying for it. I thought it'd be absolutely amazing, and my <laughs> my dad got it for me. And it turns out uh, the game was so new and so bleeding edge that it came on those three and a half inch discs, Ooh. which we didn't have a drive for. Shit. Yes. And so I had, I had researched everything about the game and all the specs that it needed to run, but I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't looked at it. So not only did my dad get me the game, he upgraded the computer to play it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I know. And how was the game? It was good. It was good. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, good, good. So there's a happy ending to this story. Yeah. And then, you know, like it had like those stupid adventure game puzzles where like, I don't understand the difference between base 10 and these people account, uh, counting. <laughs> that was one of the puzzles in the game was understanding <laughs> the difference between base 10 counting and some other version of counting. Holy I still shit. don't get it to this day. Holy shit. I know. It's fucking well, insane. Because that's what we think. We think in base 10. That's how we've been raised since tiny. I and know. It's just how we work. But I don't, I don't even understand how any other form of counting could work. <laughs> I still don't understand the solution from the game. I just looked it up. Anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the internet or books or hint books or whatever they were. So how far do you think you are into Greedfall? Oh, I don't know. It, it's hard to tell because the initial mission once you get to the island was to go out and speak to each of the factions, the okay. three factions, the, the natives and the, and the Catholics and the Muslims, and ask them if they had found out anything about this plague that's on the mainland. So I did that, and I go back and talk to your cousin. Your cousin is actually the leader of the merchants. Mm. Uh, and, and then he sends, out, he sends you out again to help each of them. Um, and I, I actually think one of the problems Kotaku had with it is that the, the correct way to do all these quests is to just kind of appease everybody. Yeah. Kind of do what they want to do, because that kind of gets you the easiest way through. Mm. Um, so I was hoping I could actually make straight up enemies of one of them, mm-hmm. like piss them off so bad they didn't want to talk to me anymore. And I wanted to piss off the, the the um the Catholics because you must be able to try. Keep trying. I, I, I'm trying to. Okay. I really want to. But 
<clears throat> There's got to be a way, because why do they have these different factions if I can't choose one, you know, hmm. to to align myself with? But I, I mean, I don't know. Okay, I, I think how I'm many about, hour, how many hours have you put into uh, it? Let's see. I've starting on. Well, I didn't play Saturday. I didn't play Friday. I didn't play Saturday. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, three hours a night. And I'm probably about fifteen hours, twelve, fifteen hours in. Uh, a quick googling: How long to finish Greedfall reveals? Greedfall not only takes roughly thirty to forty hours to complete, but also offers a good amount of replay value. Hmm, okay, so standard RPG length of forty odd hours. So I got another yeah. week or so, maybe two weeks out of it. That's about right. Enjoy. I I probably will, <laughs> unless unless the main quest breaks out of me, then I then I will curse its name like I did Technomancer and Metro Exodus and <laughs> other games that pissed me off and I didn't want to go back to Near Automata stuff like that. It'll get thrown on that pile. Auspicious company, at least. Oh no. <laughs> The podcast players and loading on my blog from the link that from the podcast the thing that I did what? last week. Hang on, I gotta look this up on my phone now. Well, at least Wait. it's not loading in Chrome. I posted it last week. The player isn't loading in Chrome. The player isn't loading on my phone. Oh no, it's loaded on my phone. Maybe Chrome Could be just shout sucks. engine. Shout engine just kind of does weird things once in a while where stuff where embeds don't load. It does. I've seen it happen. Uh, so Overwatch. Over, I was going to say, did did you not actually play any Overwatch? I played a ton of Overwatch this week, okay. and it was bad for the most part. Like me and my oh. brother, me and my brother have been losing a lot this week. Okay. Uh, a meta has quickly appeared that is uh, usually double shields with a Reaper and a May, hmm. or a, or a Doomfist and a Reaper, or a Doomfist and a May. And uh, the reason that comp is really kind of powerful right now is because Doomfist, May, and Reaper are all pretty tanky. They get a lot of hit points. Yes, and and they have um, uh, Doomfist. When if he hits you with an ability, it gives him like forty shields or thirty five shields, mm, personal okay. shields or something like that. And not only that, but if he hits three of you with that ability, you each give him thirty five shields. Oh jeez, okay. <laughs> yes, and so um, and but you know, like I don't want to rip too much on Doomfist because Doomfist is a real Razor's Edge kind of character. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's characters that are that beefy. Plus, they tend to have. Uh, healers that are really pocketing the DPS. And so I'm just having trouble getting work done. <laughs> okay. And so okay. I've been playing a lot of support, uh, cause I'm, I'm just, I'm just not feeling it on Tracer lately. Um, I've still had some great Tracer games. I had a wonderful four kill play of the game last night, actually. Nice. Yeah. But for the most part, it's been pretty rough going all week. Uh, thank God there was a balance patch and we'll talk about that in headlines. Um, <laughs> But <clears throat> chances hate mailbag for this week. Oh, yes. excellent! I love this as a weekly thing now. Yeah, <laughs> well, as, as long as people keep hating, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any danger of that stopping. It's just will they stop hating you? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, so, so the podcast, then they'll love you. So <laughs> the, the story of this one is we're defending on Eichenwald, and I am running Tracer. Now the enemies, thank God, aren't doing this uh, this Reaper May shit. They are actually running Tracer and Sombra, which okay. which is a problem for me usually because uh, one Tracer doesn't actually counter another Tracer all that well. If I try to kill her, that's a lot of resources. If I just catch her when she's got her pants down, I can kill her. Uh-huh. But and the Sombra creates a lot of problems for me. If she hacks me, I'm just dead. But our other DPS is a Symmetra. So I'm feeling confident because the Sombra can't hack shit while she's got like a Symmetra turret hitting her. The Tracer can't get work done while a Symmetra turret just bleeds even 50 health off her. She's yeah. she's in a much shittier situation when, than she was when she walked into the room. So I am having a great time 
<laughs> and I am, I'm doing my thing where I just kind of, I play well back from, I play way ahead of my team. My team is at the choke. I am on the other side of the enemy team, just cutting through them, beating the shit out of their supports. Their supports are a Mercy and a Moira. Okay. And the Moira, um, I, I didn't even notice the Moira because the Mercy was actually far slipperier <laughs> than, than the Moira, the Moira ever was. And in fact, I had a really, I had a really great moment where I was well, I was well into their backline and the Moira clearly knew I was there. And so I just kind of blink and I grab a health pack and I continue on my way and I can hear the Moira fade from where I knew she was before. And she was a ways behind me. So I know she's about to come around this corner behind me. So I turn around and throw a pulse bomb and hit her in the chest. <laughs> and while she, she was faded out or she just she no came no back she in. popped okay. right in and she ah. had and because she had just faded she can't escape the pulse bomb now ah. yeah so at this point the tracer realizes that this really isn't worth the enemy tracer realizes that it's not really working for them so she goes um so this is after after we've held it they, they took the first point but we've we held them as they were trying to make progress to the second checkpoint for about three minutes, like they were, they were pretty much done. They had maybe two, two and a half minutes left, maybe 90, okay. maybe 90 seconds. And then the tracer switches to Farah. Um, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to have to switch to soldier on my next death. Cause, um, inside the castle on Eichenwald, tracer will deal with Farah just fine. Outside the castle, Farah can get too high and okay. tracer just can't deal with her. That, that. Is there's a spread too big on her weapon for that? Oh, just, just, just the range. Like oh, I, okay. I, I need to be within seven meters of you where it doesn't hurt. And I okay. need, I need to be within one meter of you if I really want to kill you. Okay. Yeah. So that's how Tracer rolls. But Soldier can just like lay down damage from 50 yards. Uh, he has fall off, but it's not as significant. Anyway. So I switched to Soldier, but they were on such an incredible roll that it didn't matter. And I died on Soldier. And by the time I came back, they were already at the, they already hit the second checkpoint. So I switched back to Tracer because now they're in the castle. Um, the Pharah at this point gets play of the game because I'm in there doing work. I kill a healer. I go, I need healing. And it goes group up with me. So I go over to the Anna and the Anna is shooting at enemies. So I walk up, what are you doing? I walk yeah. up, I walk up behind Anna and I'm like, is this Anna going to turn around and heal me or, or should I just go for a health pack? And at that moment, the Pharaoh ults into us. <laughs> okay. Lots of rockets and you're all dead now. Yeah. So that was play the game. But, we, <laughs> but again, Tracer is quite effective versus Pharaoh within the castle. So we full held it and won the game. Or so we, we held it after the second point and won the game. And yeah. th this is the message that appears. Pop. <laughs> Hypersonic 30 created a group. I have no idea who Hypersonic 30 is. <laughs> you got bodied. Get that trash ass tracer out of here. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> like, is that, is that the Pharah who just lost the game? No, it's the Moira. <laughs> it's the Moira. And I don't understand because I beat the shit out of that Moira repeatedly. Um, so. Yeah, okay. 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 Whatever. Okay. So. But at least he wasn't saying bad things about your family or something that's like right. that. I mean, that's right. That's right. This is more legitimate trash. Saying, I got bodied. Plus, yeah, like a pharaoh ulted me. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway. No one was that. <laughs> and I was at low health. Doesn't matter. So, the other day, I'm defending on uh, Horizon, Horizon Lunar Colony, and I'm on Orissa. I'm on tank. I can't switch off tank because, you know. Yeah. Roll Q. Yeah, roll Q, yeah. My brother is thrilled because every time Horizon comes up, he wishes he could play Torbjorn. So yeah. I'm playing Orisa, he is playing Torbjorn. And usually this is a pretty good comp, but we get, we don't have the heals, so we get blown off the first point just instantly. Mm -hmm. Um, and we fall back, and I don't know why I decided Winston. I think I decided Winston just because when the shit got real, I could jump away. Okay. I think that was the point of the switch to Winston. <laughs> 
But, Escape, retreat. Yeah. But at that point, point B became a brick wall for this enemy team. My Winston was just on fire the entire time, and it was one of those games where I could just like walk up to a member of the enemy team, and they would just go, "Oh God, it's the Winston!" Like you could see that you could see the fear <laughs> in their body language. It was Back wonderful. Up, yep. Yes, it fed me. And uh, there came a point where the enemy team was pushing my team. Um, all my team was on the point. I knew that, but I could see that far beyond the enemy team was a Widowmaker that was just firing those 120 damage shots into my team. Mm. And I'm like, well, I can't have that. So <laughs> so I, I ult and I leap right into her face. And what happens when Winston ults is he gets a 1,000 hit points. Uh, he can use his jump every two seconds. And every melee does 50 damage and boops an enemy away from you. So you can use this to knock guys off pits, or in the case of this Widowmaker, you can use it to knock them into a corner and then walk up to them and knock them into that corner and then knock them into oh, that corner. Just beat down. Exactly. Yep. Just boop, 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 boop. You're, not, you're not going anywhere. You're mine. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey's got you. That's yes. Nice. So at this, so then I just keep playing. I, I don't, I don't really think about this. And then I get a message from someone. The message is solo alt XD. I'm like, oh, it's the widow. And then I notice that. The person who sent me the message, ruined one AJ, is no longer in the game. The widow quit after I did that to her. <laughs> At this point, the widow's the widow's DPS position on the enemy team has been backfilled by a soldier. Okay. Well, it turns out I shouldn't have been so mean to that widow. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got backfilled with somebody better. Got Oops. backfilled with somebody way better. This soldier came in and wiped the floor with me like there was just nothing I, like he he just you know he had the he had the angles i didn't have the heels to deal with someone just laying that much consistent damage into me uh so yeah we lost the game and then so i pick up the phone and i see that well first of all oh my god this isn't a hate message so i so i write okay three things well okay four then i put a picture of chloe from uncharted giving a thumbs up one because you're worth it <laughs> two i'm happy my rusty winston worked out so well Three, we lost after you left. Four, good game. And then you write it back, good game, XD. And then, even better, I posted that to the Penny Arcade forums, and I was like, mm. nice, you know, I didn't I didn't get, you know, flamed. Didn't get hate, really. Yeah. Mm. And then Soylent, super nice person on the Penny Arcade forums, writes, thank you for being sugar in a salt, salt world. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I made my day. So thank you, Soylent. <laughs> and Enemy Widowmaker, who made me lose that game by giving up. By, yeah, by leaving, <laughs> and luckily, someone else better backfilled, and now... <sighs> Salt must flow. <laughs> Jeez. So, uh, oh, did I see any cool movies? I don't think that I did. I did not. No, I, 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 I did a lot of. Honestly, I did a lot of drinking this last week. <laughs> did you drink anything particularly good? No. On Friday night, I was just drinking more of my Oktoberfest stuff, and I didn't want to play anything, so I was watching. I, I have a, 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 not a lot, but a couple of different like concert videos that I like. Mm. Because uh, I don't get a lot of concerts, so I sat down. I, I started watching one that I've still never finished. I've I've Dream Theater live at Budokan. It's it's old. It's like ten years old, okay. fifteen year old thing. But the thing is, it's a three hour concert, <laughs> and so just like every other time, I tried watching it. I fall asleep at the two hour mark. Um, it didn't help. It didn't help that after Friday we were recording. I was just I'm like, oh, it's Friday night, so I just kept drinking. <laughs> and then on Saturday we went to a new bar that had opened up in a town near mine i got a i got a call from my brother it says hey it's your birthday or it was your birthday it's, let's go out for let's go out for a few i'm like well yeah why not so we go i can't remember the name of the place but it's 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 <clears throat> it's design it's kind of designer beer and in, in our circle of friends we have a couple of them who are who are true beer snobs not like wannabe beer snobs like real beer snobs and the way he described it is that 
Um, they went in there and they ordered all the fancy shit. And I got there and my brother got me their Oktoberfest. Because Oktoberfest beers are always good. And yeah, it was good. Yeah. I had their simplest beer and I enjoyed it. It was a good time. They had all their fancy weird shit and we're like, this isn't very good. <laughs> I'm like, this is what you get for drinking the fancy stuff all the time. But he described it as, this This place feels like, like someone who was making beer as a hobby got some investors, and now they're making beer as a hobby, but, you know, in a bar. <laughs> Which I get. I understand that. But what I wanted to talk about was, I, I walk up, I have my Oktoberfest, and we get a pizza, and I go up to the bar, because it's, you know, it's early, I want another one. And they have a, a beer with ghost peppers in it. Mm. And I'm like, well, yeah, let's try this. And I, I don't even get a small one. I order a full-size glass. And there's guys at the bar going, do you, do you know what you're ordering? I'm like, no. We're going to see what happens. <laughs> They're like, there's, there's, it's spicy. There's peppers like that. I'm like, well, yeah. I can read. It's fine. So I, I get back and <clears throat> sit down and kind of pass the glass around. And I'm used to spicy stuff because it's, it's all – it's just – it's the weirdest feeling to drink something that's cold. Mm-hmm. But it's still spicy, and because of like the carbonation, it gets you in a weird way. It hits you like in the back of your tongue and down your throat. And, and honestly, I thought that it could have been spicier. It wasn't really that bad. Oh, okay. But I, I gave some to another guy, and he's like, "Whoa!" So you know, apparently there is some spice in there. But okay, did, did you finish the glass? Yeah, of course. I I, I paid money for the drink. I, I'm I'm from Wisconsin. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes, I I finished it, and it was it was honestly fine. I would drink it again. It was huh. fine. That's cool. I've had pepper beers before, and, and previously they're just, they just didn't taste right. This one just tasted okay, and, and, and the spice was there as like, it's a bonus. Like, oh, by the way, you hurt now. Well, well, you know, right. I didn't question it at the time. <clears throat> I was grocery shopping in Safeway. I don't know if you guys probably don't have Safeway in the States. No. Okay, so, uh, you know. But I, I saw them when I was in Vancouver. They're it, huge. Yeah, it's, it's, your local, it's your local neighborhood grocery store. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm in there in the, in the produce section. And I'm, I don't, I think I was picking up green pepper or red peppers at the time. And these, uh, by any met metric, you would call these young men thugs roll up. <laughs> and, uh, and they're like, yeah, yeah, man, uh, get the habaneros, get the habaneros. And he goes, yeah, man, that's spicy, that's spicy. <laughs> mm. And then they turn around to, to this, uh, this old uh, Chinese looking dude who works there. And he wants to know, they want to know which one is the spiciest pepper. And uh, the guy says something, and he's like, I don't know, man, habaneros, man. I heard about these habaneros. And then I look at the peppers, and I, I don't know anything about peppers. But I see these tiny little red ones. Mm. And I pick up that package, and I hand it to the kid. And I go, smaller is hotter. And he goes, is that true? I go, I think so. He goes, I don't know, man, habaneros. <laughs> And I'm like, well, don't you guys have smartphones? They all go, not honest. So I pull out my smartphone, and I look up the Scoville rating. For, for yeah, there the, you go. I'll try to help them out. For yeah. the peppers in the store. So the first one I look up is what they're called. They were called Thai chili peppers. Oh, I've had those. They're bad. They're not as bad as habaneros, though. Um, were they actually, were they, they rate higher, Scoville's-wise? Much, 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 much. Really? Much. much. Okay. Uh, they rate, I th it was something like 100, 150,000. Oh, okay. And, and the habaneros were like 50. Okay. 30 to 50 or something like that. And I was like, oh, it's not even close. Get the tie. <laughs> yeah, get the tie. But, but so, you know, what, what it occurs to me now. These things? <laughs> that, that is now my question almost a week later is, God, I wonder what they were going to do with those peppers. My, see, a friend brought some habaneros to school once in high school. Okay. And, and on the package, there's a warning sticker. Mm -hmm. Wear gloves to cut. <laughs> yeah. 
because you don't want that juice in your eyes. Yeah. So I on ate one at lunchtime. On yeah. your hands. Yeah, on yeah. your hands to get in your eyes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I ate one over lunch and I nearly died. Oh my God. It, it, was, it was awful. It was awful. This was a ghost was pepper? So hot. No, no, it was a habanero. Oh, okay. This is before ghost peppers existed. This was high school. This was more than 20 years ago. Okay. You ever this, go to Olive Garden? Yeah. You know those large, fairly mild peppers, but there yeah. are spicy that they put in their salads? Peppercinos or whatever. Yeah. Uh, those yeah. are fucking delicious. They are. I get them on subs. God damn, those are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we can't get that on subs in Canada. We have, uh, uh, we have like spicy banana peppers. Yeah, those are pretty good. And, or jalapenos, and that's the hottest it can get. Well, I mean, the jalapenos you get at sub places are almost always pickled. Like, I'll get jalapenos at Subway or Cousins, which is a local place, mm-hmm. and they're tasty because they're just pickled. I mean, they're not really that spicy. Yes. Yeah. You just add a little something to the sub because I don't want mayonnaise. Just less mayonnaise, please. God damn. <laughs> sub places put too much mayonnaise on there. Oh, man. My first girlfriend, her sub, you go on the Subway, she gets a cold cut combo, um, uh, like double lettuce, tomatoes, and then like uh, octuple mayo. Oh, God, no. That's her sub. Oh. Yeah. That's nasty. Or it was, you know, I always, I already ordered, 25 I always ordered years easy ago. Mayo. Easy mayo. Just give me a little mayo. I don't want to be swimming in this stuff. Thank you very much. I don't even get mayo. I only get mayo if it's like a turkey sub. If it's any kind of red meat, it doesn't get mayo. No. No, if I'm getting like a cheesesteak, obviously, I'm not getting mayo on Correct. there. Yeah. Uh, we, we got one. What, they used to have, like, it was it was like the McRib, but they had it at Subway. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was, they called it the barbecue rib and it was just like a pork burger patty basically. Okay. That they heat up and you serve it on a fucking sub. It was amazing. You have that with barbecue sauce and mustard. Oh my fucking God, it was good. Yeah. They discon- good. they discontinued it. The closest I can get now is just steak and cheese. Ah. Yeah. See, Subway is like industrial strength subs. That's like the second from the bottom for sub places around here. It's like below Subway is Jimmy John's. No problem with Jimmy John's, but it's just like, they make it so fast, you know, this is, there's nothing to this. Jimmy John's, Subway, Cousins, and then um, Quiznos, which barely exist anymore. So yeah, no. Quiznos the problem with the problem with Quiznos is they were too expensive, and it was mm-hmm. good. It wasn't that good? It's still just a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing about Subway is every time I start eating Subway semi-regularly, I immediately start losing weight and looking <laughs> so much better. People are commenting on me at work lately. I've been eating a lot of Subway. Hmm. Yeah. So it worked. No, well, but don't eat it too much because then you yeah, get I know. Carrot. I know. I know. We know how that. No, happens. no. The thinner I get, the more attractive <laughs> children become. It's already started. It's already started, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We. <clears throat> you feel Hello, ex- FBI. Hello, FBI guys. That if, wasn't. That was. If you ex- <laughs> if you'll excuse me, in the name of my moral fiber, I gotta go to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I need a quarter pounder to stay out of jail. Let's go. <laughs> and on that note, it's time for headlines. Absolutely. <laughs> In Overwatch news, the month-long wait between the PTR addressing the unintended side effect of a bug fix to the Beam Heroes has finally gone live, and Symmetra and Zarya are now merely powerful instead of stupidly overpowered. Nice. They're still too powerful. Or at least uh, Symmetra is. Symmetra should not be available on console. Uh, <laughs> Bastion's Brick Challenge is now live. So what this is, is basically it's a uh, Blizzard and Lego got together. And there's already a bunch of Lego Overwatch sets. Uh, yeah. But what this is, is it makes Bastion look like he were made out of Lego parts. And That's pretty cool. Not, and not just Lego parts, but like the Lego parts that a kid had, had laying around. So the, the colors are all kind of stupid. Cool. 
so yeah, it is actually pretty cool. <laughs> and, and yeah, I wasn't expecting to feel so positive about it. The first time I saw it, I was like, that is either terrible or absolutely wonderful. And, <laughs> and the further it goes on, the more wonderful it becomes to me. Does it change his death animation so he just kind of falls to pieces? He always does. He always has. Oh, so great. he's right. it's totally going to fall to... I, I should check oh. it out. Um, so you you have to win nine games total in any mode, basically, um, which is totally doable for anyone. There's already people running around in the skin. Um, and after, like, three and six skins, you get a bunch of sprays and shit in-game. Uh, you can also get Lego-themed sprays for watching certain Twitch streamers play Overwatch, like, you know, always. Uh, the event is live until the end of the month, September 30th, not the 20th, like I wrote down there. Okay, okay. Uh, if you want to spend $250 on a Lucio-branded Razer headset, Blizzard's got you covered. It's available now. <laughs> well, why not? Yeah. Uh, the next PlayStation Nintendo Direct will happen Tuesday, September 24th. Wait, PlayStation Nintendo? They're both doing one? No, it's one? it's just what I call PlayStation State of Play because State of Play is oh. stupid when compared to the word Direct, which okay, is literally what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any rumors what they're going to talk about? We're going to see some about Last of Us 2? The or? only thing I know is that yeah, Industry Insider Titus today tweeted out that he saw something that r- should really hype PlayStation gamers. I don't know what that is. A bunch of people were talking like, Bloodborne 2? Did you actually see gameplay of um, uh, Elden Ring? Uh, stuff like that. So, yeah, who knows? But as I recall, these PlayStation Directs have been pretty shitty so far. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, it's... The Nintendo ones are so much better. Yeah. Which is fucked up. <laughs> it really is. Uh, an update to No Man's Sky promises to adjust blurriness in PSVR and launches a new community event. So I guess I was correct not to try it. I should keep on not playing it. It'll just get better. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be the greatest game in the universe in about two years. Yeah. And then maybe it's time to jump back in. <laughs> uh, data miners have uncovered Batman assets in Fortnite, suggesting the game's next crossover event. People still play Fortnite? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My son gave up on it. Then he played Apex for a while. And then he's playing Minecraft again. So cyclical. I wish I could get into Minecraft. I, to his credit, he actually went through and finished it in survival mode. Oh wow! Because Minecraft has an end. Mm. I mean, you get there's some elder dragon. He tried to explain it to me, and I was like, "Boo!" <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm listening. I really am, but I half the words you're using, I don't know because I never played Minecraft. But survival mode has an end, and he. Did it. That's so incredible. Cool. Yeah. yeah, no. That must have been hard. I would imagine it's hard. Yeah. Because for me, Minecraft is similar to Don't Starve. I don't know why. I don't know why I put them in the same box. Does Don't Starve have a creative mode where you can just turn it all off, though? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Anyway. Uh, uh, we haven't had a new Tales game since Berseria, and the next one isn't due until 2020. The devs say this delay is due to the team shifting over to the Unreal Engine. Yeah. Well, which version, though? I, mean, I, I, I think it was 5. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is that the current one, or is that a, is that a version a version? Old? I think that might be the last the last version, actually. Oh, okay. That. Don't yeah. But don't don't quote me on that. I'm not sure about it. Sure. Well, here's the thing. Tales games always look about a generation old. Yeah. So so this would be par for the course. Yeah. Yeah. I'll still play it. Uh, Bioware have abandoned Anthem's much delayed but already announced post post launch content roadmap, and will instead focus on the game's quote core issues, <laughs> which probably would have been a good idea prior to launch. No, it's. Uh, I can't imagine there's much of a player base left in that. Yeah, and I don't know why they're working on it. What they should do is say, you know what, Anthem sucks. We're sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's make something else now. We're, we're we're shutting down. We're going to do a single player RPG. See, that's the problem with designing these games as live services and then trying to bail out of them. Because what's the out? You promise these things. If you if you bail on them, that's a huge PR issue. If you keep doing them, it's a money sink for a game nobody cares about. 
what's the out? I mean, There's, how do you get out of this? It shut, you shut down the game because it's not doing well. You just announced mm-hmm. it. Sorry. Sorry, we're like done. Fucking uh, servers for Gravity Rush 2 were off after like a year. A year. It was a wonderful game. <laughs> no more getting camera or pictures from random places for right. you or whatever that was. But uh, but of course it wasn't you know sold as a live streaming or as a live service. It just it kind wasn't. of had that built into the game a little bit, mm-hmm. and that loss even even that because it was a cool aspect of the game. It worked so well. But anyway, uh, so streaming services. <clears throat> Apparently, HBO Max made a deal quote in the billions of dollars for the complete Big Bang Theory. Oh God. Does that mean they're going to take Big Bang Theory off of like network syndication? Because if I if I don't have to, ab- mm, you know, no. accidentally come across that once in a while, I'll be fine. No deals between network TV and sin- or, and uh, streaming are always separate for some reason. God damn it! I would love to not have to accidentally run into that. Well, all you have to do is not get HBO Max, and you'll never have to see it streaming. That's that's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, like I I've um, my situation is I've got HBO through my cable company, so I can always see any current or past HBO show on demand at any time. It's, cool. Yeah, okay. I don't need like an HBO app or anything. It's it's just through my cable. Ooh. It's really cool. And so I've been watching a lot of HBO lately. Like I've been watching a lot of stand-up specials. Um, they've got a bunch of comedy series that I love. The uh, The Righteous Gemstones, which is uh, just a series that's just going on right now. Um, hang on, let me look this up because you're gonna love this cast. Yeah, cause I, don't, I don't know this one. Yeah, yeah. Gemstones cast. You're gonna fucking love this. Okay. okay, Danny McBride okay. plays the first son of a major family of, um, of evangelical pastors with a mega church in the States. Okay. So he is the son of the, the patriarch of this family, John Goodman. <laughs> okay. John Goodman made his name with his wonderful wife, Tammy Lynn or whatever, who was just wonderful with puppets or singing or something. And they developed... Okay, so... His brother, uh, Janet McBride's brother, is Adam Devine. Do you know who that is? I'm looking up. I just <clears throat> Adam Devine. So yeah, you know him Adam to see Devine. him. You know him to see him. He's good. He's really good. Oh, yeah. Now I know him. Yep, I see his face. I know him. Now, yep. I'm not familiar with Edie Patterson. She is excellent. She plays the sister. Cassidy Freeman plays the wife. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I've seen her in, because I know I've seen her somewhere, and I don't know where. It's, it, it's been driving, driving me crazy ever since I started watching the show. Longmire. Yeah, she was Katie in Longmire. That's right. <laughs> and Walton Goggins plays, um, uh, p- plays like a, a distant family relation that they have a tumultuous relationship with. This show is fucking incredible. The huh. plot just clips along. It is dark and hilarious. I fucking love it. Anyway, point being. <laughs> it's worth it. Point being, HBO has proven itself very valuable to me lately. Like, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. There's a, another show on called uh, Black Lady Sketch Comedy Show or something like that. Okay. It's also fantastic. Um, there's all kinds, of, like, I don't know, HBO has really proven itself to me post-Game of Thrones. I paid no attention to HBO prior to Game of Thrones. It was just Game of Thrones and John Oliver. And Chernobyl. Okay, but that was after Game of Thrones ended. It was after Game of Thrones. And then Thrones, after Game yeah. of Thrones ended, Chernobyl happened, and I was like, hmm, maybe I should see what else is on this channel. <laughs> oh, wow. And it turns okay. out there's a lot of really good shit. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I'm going to be getting that HBO Max either. Uh, Shu Yoshida confirmed this week. Now, Shu Yoshida is like the head of uh, PlayStation Worldwide Studios. Uh, apparently, HBO Max made a deal... Uh, Shu Yoshida <laughs> confirmed this week that with the purchase of Insomniac, PlayStation Now owns Sunset Overdrive. See, that's interesting because that means that even though that was an exclusive on the Xbox, mm-hmm. Microsoft did not insist on owning that. They let let Insomniac keep that IP, mm-hmm. which is honestly pretty nice of Microsoft to let them keep their own IP. 
Well, I'm knowing Insomniac, they might not have done the deal without it. True. Yeah. True. Because they wouldn't have to. They're Insomniac. That does not mean that we're actually going to see another Sunset Overdrive. Agreed. Agreed. Especially after the success of Spider-Man. Yeah. You know that's what Insomniac is working on next. Um, but uh, I, I, I'd still really like to see them do another Ratchet and Clank, frankly. Maybe Next Generation. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, like, there's, money do, to, there's money to be made in another in another Spider-Man this generation. Do a, I would play another one next? Year. I would absolutely play another one next year, and I would and I would totally want another Ratchet and Clank about the same size as the last one we got. Now it was a little disappointing how small how it was smaller, but if that's as big as we can get, I'll take it. I'll totally yeah. take it. Yeah, it was a pleasure. That kind of production values. Yeah. Uh, an official artworks book for Dragon's Crown will come west on October 29th. It's only like 208 pages though. Really? Yeah. What do they want for it? I, mean, I don't know, but uh, I, I think I put it in the headlines just to remind myself of it, because so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to get it. So is this, this, are they just kind of drumming up funds for 13 Sentinels? No, <laughs> no, no. Um, they've always taken a while. It's not unusual for Vanillaware to take a while between games. Given that 13 Sentinels is... Um, I'm so disappointed. What, what did Alex say it was? It was like it's like a, some weird dating sim, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's like ridiculous. it's like it's like a visual novel kind yeah. of yeah, yeah, with mechs. So <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm certainly not hyped for it because as far as I was concerned, uh, Vanillaware started with Princess Crown action RPG, then they did uh, Odin Sphere action RPG, then just yeah. fucking around, they did Grand Knight's History and a point and click uh, strategy game on PS2, which were both mm. me. Then they did uh, Muramasa which was action RPG even better. Then they did Dragon's Crown, which was an amazing action RPG, just in terms of the mechanics of the combat. And now they're... Then they did a remake of, uh, they did a remake of Odin Sphere. Then they, too, yeah, right? then, then they, ref, then they further refined Odin Sphere, massively improved the combat, and I was actually about to completely forget that. Thank you. And mm-hmm. now they've just abandoned their amazing combat. So I, there's this part of me that wonders if, there, the whole reason this game exists is to create a pipeline, like a um, an asset pipeline for um, for the current next gen. Hmm. Yeah, and it's taken them so long that we're already about to move into the next next gen. So yeah, yeah. disappointed because I love that developer. <clears throat> Gears of War Five was the most played Xbox Game Studios title at launch since Halo Four in 2012. It had more than three million players on its opening weekend. That probably has something to do with it basically being free. Yes. Because it's on Game Pass. Yes. But still. But still, that suggests that there's 3 million Game Pass holders. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which would be good. Yeah. Uh, how, much is it, re- how much is it a month for Game Pass? 15. 15 but bucks. Almost every, yeah, but almost everybody who has it now are people who, who bought it for a, a buck a day and you know changing it over from their regular Xbox Live Gold. So nobody's really paying that $15 a month yet. So, <clears throat> so wait a minute. Wouldn't a buck a day be over $300 a year? Not a buck a day, a buck a month. I'm sorry. Oh, a buck a month. Yeah, when it first came out, you could you could change gold over to this for like almost nothing. Oh wow. Yeah. So, I mean, still three million players concurrently. I mean, I hope it sticks with that. I don't know if it's going to. Hang on. Let's 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 time three million by fifteen. See what that gives us. (laughs) Three zero 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 zero, and then that button. Where is it? X fifteen equals. 450 million dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Half a billion dollars a month. Yep. My god. Why, why are your games so shitty, Microsoft? 
the fuck? They, they, they end up putting other games, like, like they just announced some new Game Pass games that are coming in, and Bloodstained's going to be in there, mm-hmm, in Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I saw that it's really soon. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't mind that I actually bought the game, because I paid for it like two years ago, I don't yep. care. Um, but that's, you know... I, Game Pass is gonna be worth the money. I always keep an eye on it, and you know, weird little stuff like like Creature in the Well, mm-hmm. what I would never played. I played for a couple hours. You know, it's fine. That's what it's for. Uh, sales figures for Minecraft were last released about a year ago. In October last year, they said the game had 91 million active users. This week, they say it's got 112 million active users. Okay. So Minecraft increased by 20 million players eight years after launch. I don't even know if they did anything. They I don't think they did. To... It was just Minecraft. It was still Minecraft. They... <clears throat> like two years ago, Microsoft announced this 4K kind of overhaul. Oh, yeah. With like ray tracing. and 4... Yeah, that's been shelved. It's not happening. That's right. They canceled that whole deal because they couldn't make it like consistent across consoles and yeah. everything else. Yeah. So that's gone. They're not doing that. But people are still playing Minecraft. <laughs> More people are now playing Minecraft. Yeah. That's insane. It's awesome. Notch has got. I mean, Notch made a lot of money on that. He's got to be kicking himself for not getting more money. No, he's it. he got. Not that I have any sympathy for Notch because he's he's a gigantic douchebag. But I wonder if like, I've always wondered if it was the money that turned him into a gigantic douchebag. Like you always, there's kind of a joke like you know, let's hand you this billion dollars, and so they're like, I have an opinion on how much taxes poor people should pay. <laughs> 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 When suddenly you don't need to worry about making, you know, making a living or anything. There's minorities trying to get into my yard. (laughs) Yes, they're carrying a pizza. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Send the police. I'm prepared to defend myself. So, (laughs) stand your ground. Sir, this is pepperoni. You ordered it. Get off my yard. (laughs) He he was speaking in tongues. (laughs) You ordered fettuccine Alfredo. It's not in tongues. It's it's, it's an Italian thing. Come on, sir. I speak American. Um, you will speak American to me. Trump says you have. Trump says you have white sauce. Mega. Oh, Mega. God. Except he doesn't. Notch doesn't even live in the states, does he? No. Well, okay. Well, I've seen pictures of his house, um, and it looks like picture. It looks like the house that the kid from kid from Big would have bought. Yeah. Where it, it's got like, it's got a thing in the basement with like towers of candy and uh, like a faucet at the bottom to make the candy pour out. Oh, with, like all these gosh. different kinds of candy and that's next to a bowling alley. Like he, he bought a fucking Disney castle for himself and apparently he just sits there uh, trolling people online, being dicks to people and feeling like shit while surrounded by his vast wealth. He had one really, really good idea, and yeah. then he sold it, which is the American thing to do. But to to achieve the American dream and then have it turn you miserable. <laughs> what what a modern parable. Then he should just give all his money away. Yeah. I should hit him up for a sponsorship. No. <laughs> I don't want his money, though. No. I don't want to be associated He'd with like, him. problem. I'm afraid you gentlemen aren't hateful enough for me. Yeah. I'd be like going to ask PewDiePie for some viewers. No, thank you. I don't need their shit. I don't want to deal with them. Um, no, no. Oh, I'd be a small YouTube, not YouTuber, a small podcaster. Thank you very much. Yeah. No one's accusing me of being a Nazi. <laughs> Yet. That I know of. <laughs> 
But with these con- with these quotes taken out of context, you too can be canceled. <clears throat> so yeah, so- somehow what I said about the three different racial stereotypes being used in Greedfall is going to come back and get us. Not so. even a somehow situation. Sorry, oh, man, that. Justin Trudeau, man. What did he do now? Okay, you didn't look at my tweet. I, tw- I no, I didn't. I, tw- I, didn't. I, I, didn't. I, I missed it. I wrote a tweet last night that w- that was two words, and there were two words misspelled, and those words were. Oh shit! <laughs> and hang on, let me let me find the. Tw- Actually, no, I can't get it from here. I gotta go to here. No, I, I missed it. I, I frankly, I, I don't spend a whole lot of time on Twitter. Yeah, it's Usually, okay. it's just dunking on small developers when I do do it. Yeah, it is um, funny. I like it when you do. Yeah. <laughs> I'll vent on Twitter. Oh, wait, tweets and replies is what I gotta go to. God, the the web interface for Twitter <clears throat> is so bad. Canadian leader. This is from the Associated Press. Canadian leader Justin Trudeau's campaign for national election has been hit by the publication of a yearbook photo showing him in brown face makeup at a costume party in 2001. Oh my god. A dumb thing to do. Trudeau apologizes for brown face. Uh, so this was when he was a teacher. Oh, he's, oh my, oh. And the Associated Press has since turned up a further two more pictures of two different times that he also wore a black or brown face in high school. So, that's awful. It's absolutely awful. I agree that it's awful. Now, we do have uh, another... Now, the thing about Canada is we don't have two parties. We have like six parties or seven parties or eight parties. But the problem is, is one party we have called uh, the the New Democratic Party, which are basically liberals. We also have the Progressive Conservatives, which are fucking... Republicans. The worst. Yes. And, and then we have other kinds of conservatives and we have the Liberal Party, which is Justin Trudeau's. Um, now the problem is the guy who's the head of the NDP right now, the New Democratic Party, also quite liberal. He's a really smart, cool guy, actually. Uh, he, he would be a fine, uh, he would be a fine prime minister. Um, the problem is the, the liberal, uh, parties in Canada are popular enough that each one of them splits votes away from each other so that the progressive conservatives just get elected. Uh, and I, you know, I don't, I'm not happy that Justin Trudeau wore blackface. Uh, I don't condone wearing blackface or anything like that. Um, I think that having worn blackface 20 years ago is, and apologizing for it today um qualifies you to be a better leader than someone who espouses the same nationalist rhetoric that has, is tearing apart Britain and uh, America right now. Yeah. And I mean, in many... was stupid at the time. Yes, and in many ways, that is what the Conservative Party in Canada, it's kind of coming to that in Canada. Um, so it sucks that the NDP and, the, and the, the Liberals are split. I don't care who wins the election in October as long as it's not Conservatives. That's all I want. <laughs> that's all I fucking want. Funny, that's all we want on, on uh, south of the border too. <laughs> yeah. So, but oh god, if it happens, holy shit! I'm just kind of scrolling through your tweets, and I didn't. I, no, I, you, you got to look at you got to look at tweets and replies. Okay. See, I I I, I found another one in here though. What's the that whole one? idea of of remaking Princess Bride. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a shortage of perfect movies in this world. It would Ooh, be a pity to damage this one. one. Yes. <laughs> From Kira Yules, yeah, no, I, yes. I, I really like that. Yeah. God, he's so old. <laughs> he's, I don't even know who they would cast in that. I don't, Billy Crystal couldn't do that anymore. No, he's fucking, too old. Zach, Andrew the Giant's fucking dead. No, you I know mean, who they'd cast? They'd cast someone younger than Zac Efron. Uh, 
Yeah, man. That's how old we are. Who do they get for Fezzik, then? Who who can act? Andre couldn't really act. He it wouldn't have to act. Um, okay, he now, he was just being big. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember the guy who, when uh, in Get Smart, the big guy in Get Smart? Yeah, yeah, he's big. Not that big though. I mean, Andre the Giant was actually a giant. No, he was not. He was just a big dude. Uh, well, he was a very he was a very big dude. But so's this. So's this guy. And uh, there's lots of tall. There's lots of you know horrifically tall men Andre out there. Andre the Giant is not just tall. He was a ridiculously stupidly huge. You know what? I don't think I don't think we're being creative enough in this casting. I happen to know for a fact that there are also freakishly tall women. There is no reason that Fezzik can't be played by a woman. You. Fucking sexist asshole. I, uh, <laughs> maybe a Nazi too. I'm not sure. No, maybe, <laughs> Nazi. maybe also a Nazi. Yeah, like I. The thing see, is, now I want to see it. Now the you've thing is, if, me, I, I want if, to I, do if it. I would cast this, I would cast it with a bunch of thirty somethings, because I don't know. And this is just because I don't watch enough TV aimed at kids to know who are the good kid actors out there right now. And I'm not yeah. taking any of the kids from Stranger Things. I'm sorry, you're not ready. No, no, no. They're too. They're too young. Yes. <clears throat> hmm. Well, wait. You, it could be Steve. You could take Steve. <laughs> <laughs> As you wish. <laughs> you could. You could do Braun Strowman, another wrestler, as as, as Fezzik, but he can't act either, and he doesn't have a cool French accent. Okay, but then you know who the fuck play? Oh, you know what? You could get that guy from who got his eyes gouged out in Game of Thrones to play Nigel Montoya. Oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be fine. Rogue okay. One, the guy from Rogue One. Okay. Uh, Jesus, okay. I can't believe we're doing this. Okay, so so so. Uh, so who who's the man in black? Who, that's who's, right. Who's Wesley? Um, who's Wesley? That's the thing is, and, and tragically, um, my first thought goes to Zac Efron just because he's good looking. Yeah. But I can't I can't think of a really talented young male actor, and that's just because I'm not invested in. Yeah, we don't watch ooh, those ooh, movies. Ooh, what about um, what about Tom Holland? How does he look blonde? I don't think he has. Because I don't think he has. I, I to see be Wesley as blonde. blonde. He I see women. I, I see it as blonde. That, is the problem. Okay, you look. You take your Aryan ideals and just put. Leave them at the door. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the whole point of Wesley. <laughs> the point of Wesley is not that he's blonde any more than the point of Buttercup is that she's blonde. The point of Buttercup is supposed to be that she's the most beautiful maiden in all the world. But the point of Buttercup is more that she and Wesley have achieved that you know legendary true love that only exists in fairy tales. Mm. So who's Buttercup? That's the thing is I don't know young actors either. Uh, yeah, that's we we, um, we, we, now, we pick somebody current who would look that way, you know, ten years ago. If it if it now. were up to me, it would be Anna Kendrick because I think she's so cute. Mm, yeah, okay. I think Anna Kendrick is perfectly pretty. Um, but then some some fucking producer is probably going to cast Blake Lively. That's that's Blake Lively's fine. No, that's but she's not a good actor. No. <laughs> and Kendrick at least can act. That's true. Yeah. See, but here's the problem. This movie will be immediately ruined by extending the rodents of unusual size to a long CG-filled combat nasty stupid thing. So we need to okay, stop but, talking but, about this but, before but, Michael Bay does. But remember, rodents of unusual size was actually kind of a scary scene with a little bit of blood and kind of sexy because Wesley all had his shirt ribs and was all sweaty yeah. at the end of it. <laughs> Wes- Are you U.S.'s? Yes. I doubt they exist. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have partially recast the remake of oh, The Princess Bride. And we're kind of hyped for it. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, is Billy Crystal done acting, or can we pull him back for that role just one I, more time? I just saw him on Colbert last night, actually. Oh, see, so he's still working. Be, he's still he playing New York, I think. It would be hilarious if he comes back just long enough to do is, Miracle and Max. What, what, is, is, is Max's wife still alive? 
Who was that? Okay. Who was Max's wife? Okay, well, I can look that up by um, I, Googling I, Scrooged. Scrooged. Oh, IMDb. was she the, right. the ghost of Christmas? Um, That's right. She's the ghost of Christmas yeah. present in Scrooged. <laughs> this oh. is a wonderful podcast. It is. No, it, it, we, we, we've uh, verged Ghost the of truly Christmas. Carol Kane. Carol Kane. Carol Kane. Is she still Liar! Because they, they wouldn't even need to use makeup. Yeah. Uh, born, <laughs> born 1952 in Cleveland, which would make her, what, 70 something ish? Or almost well, 70. Billy Crystal's not young either. No. I'm not a witch, I'm your wife. I'm not a wench, I'm your wife. <clears throat> Years active, 1966 to present. Apparently she's still working. Okay, there. So Miracle Max and his wife can be the same two people. There's a We're picture, good there's a picture of her here in 2018. She looks great. Okay. We've, we've got it figured out. Yeah, okay, so they can stay. Um, yes. Is there anyone we're missing? Oh, God, yeah, who plays uh, Who's plays Fazzini? Um, I want to say... Who's the, guy who played, who's the guy who played Red in, in, in that 70s show? Oh, okay, I think, that, I think that's good, but I was going to suggest Hugh Laurie. Oh, right? yeah, that's yeah. good, too. That's oh, better, oh, that's oh, 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 no, no, no. Patrick Stewart. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah, I like that, okay. I like that. All right, all right. <laughs> Now, now the last one is what's his face, the, the bad guy. Oh, Humperdinck, Prince Humperdinck. Humperdinck, oh, Humperdinck. Oh, 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 yeah, Humperdinck. I got it, I got it, I got it. The guy, the guy who is, um, who, who is a Cyclops in the X Men movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> what is that dude's name? What is? Oh, his name? yeah, but you know who I'm talking about. I know exactly who you're talking about. I can't remember his name though. Uh, X Men Cyclops. It's gonna give me the old one. Uh, oh God. Okay, so that's right because he's got to be younger too. So, I mean, they all so, they all have a younger character. So what I need is um, Westworld, Westworld cast. Da, 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 da. James Marsden. Okay. Although he is looking pretty old. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. We also have to deal with a six fingered man. He's not quite as important, but he. No, he is though. Yeah, uh, Christopher Walken. No, she's even still working. He's too old. Yeah, he's too old. Um, oh, 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 um, uh, the 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 guy, uh, the guy from Deadwood, who's always swearing. Oh, a swear engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, I don't know that actor's name, but yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good one because he already looks good in that mustache. See, so there. And here is where our cultural bias has come out. We have not chosen one actor of color. And the, okay, now I'm not saying we have to go back and correct this. I'm just, I'm just pointing it out. No, you're, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Because, because in our heads we have these preconceived notions of, of, of what they were in the movie, and therefore that's what we're going to cast them as again. I don't, that's why I, I was like, he's not blind. I don't think it's so. that. I think it's when I'm, when I'm reaching for like a douchey, punchable face, I, I pull from like a repertoire of these white actors, I guess. That's true. And when I think yeah. about, you know, you know, the most desirable woman in Hollywood, I think of Anna Kendrick just because she charms me specifically. Yeah. But, well, how do we get Idris Elba into this? Come on. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, Idris Elba. Yeah, yeah. Six-fingered man. Yes. There we go. Yeah. I like... Okay, He'd that's good. be six-fingered that's man. That's good. Yeah, because, yeah, I don't, I don't like him as Humperdinck at all. No. No, but he could totally no, be six-fingered no. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not oh, to 50. Okay. <laughs> 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 now I want to watch that again. It's been a long time since I've watched it. Oh, all see, I worry that I'd go back... Because every now and then I'll go back and I'll watch a... Um, a Mel Brooks movie? Yeah. They don't hold up. They really don't. No, they, they really don't. Yeah, and even... Oh, yeah, which reminds me, someone was tweeting out that this actress was announcing that she was happy to be playing the first Jewish Disney princess. Who was... What? I, it, it's something with some kind of series on Disney Plus or something. 
And uh, now, so I looked into it. And so anyway, Sarah Silverman immediately tweeted back to this person um, because she played Vanellope von Schweetz. And though yeah. it is never implied in the movie that Vanellope is uh, Jewish, Sarah Silverman is certainly Jewish. Yeah. And so if you asked her, she would probably say that Vanellope is Jewish, but it's not implicit. Not only that, but the character that this new girl is doing is uh, Jewish and Latinx. Mm. How do you pronounce okay. that Latinx? Let, I don't Latins? Know. I don't know. Latins? Latins? I don't know. I get... Latinx? I don't know. Um, but here's my suggestion. Spaceballs was released by Touchstone Pictures. Touchstone Pictures is owned by Disney, containing a Druish princess. <laughs> yes! <laughs> that was like 80, 20, or 20 fucking She's years ago. She's a base! <laughs> Nobody knows. Hey, I can hit that note today. The trouble I see. Yep. Any other day I couldn't hit that note, but today I got it. Nobody knows my song. So yeah, I worry about that going back and trying to watch Princess Bride again would be... Have your kids seen it? That's a question. Uh, I don't know. Maybe? Yeah, maybe... maybe Not with me, but I mean... Maybe, maybe set it in front of the kids and see if they like it, and that'll let us know if it's actually good. But the other complaint will be that it moves slowly because when you go back and look at a lot of those older movies, yeah, I mean it's like going back and watching old TV. Mm. Why is this all taking so yeah, long? Yeah, you actually, you know what the first five minutes of the Princess Bride is? Nothing. It's it's it's, it's, the Fred, it's, Fred, it's Fred Savage sitting in his room getting his, getting his cheek pinched by Grandpa. Okay, who's Fred Savage? Okay, Fred Savage is is can, he can be one of the yeah one of yes, the yes yes okay. kids yes yeah. okay Fred Savage can be uh, uh, Wolfheart Finn Wolfheart. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, that's good. And that's then good. Grandpa. Who was that? That was um Oh, there was a guy who played the 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 just one more thing. Yeah, yeah, um, just detective. Yeah, yeah. 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 Excuse yeah. me, pardon me, pardon me. I can never remember. Right. One, yeah. one more thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one more thing. Um okay, who plays Grandpa? Well, actually, okay. See, that could be a Patrick Stewart part, but Oh, oh, you know what? You know Ian what? McKellen, Ian that, McKellen. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Then why? Then why is Dad? <laughs> why is Dad British? <laughs> why not? I'm not. <clears throat> you know what? It turns out I can do a really good Ian McKellen if I'm just doing the scene where Bilbo accuses him of trying to steal the ring. Okay. I did this at work the other day. It was amazing. I can't. I'm not going to do it now because you have to shout. Boo, 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 yeah, you have to yeah. yell. Yeah. Yes. So I can't do it because I might wake people up. But yes. <laughs> I can actually, yeah. No, and like everyone around me was like, "That was actually really good." I'm like, "Thank you, thank you." But I'm not going to do it because I'm just an asshole. It's, I guess it's, it's, it's too loud. Yeah. It's too loud. So. Right, well, that was that. Pedalo cheap tricks. Well, that was a successful back quarter of the podcast. We we recast the <laughs> remake of Princess Bride. Now, who's going to direct this mm. nonsense? Oh, uh, Taika Waititi. I, I don't know. Does he? He feels kind of high energy for this. No, no, no. Um, he he is dry humor. He is perfectly dry humor. Well, wait. He did. He he, he did, did Thor, Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. He, he did Thor Ragnarok. But you you ha- have you seen what we do in the shadows? No, I haven't. He, oh, that's him too. That's I've seen him. trailers of that. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, okay. What, what we do I in the shadows? Him. Hunt for the wilder people. That's pure him. Okay, uh, so you take the CG away, he can still do stuff. Oh, he okay. can he can do great stuff and and really genuinely moving stuff, and and absolutely ridiculous, wonderful stuff. Yeah, I I totally think he could do it. Who else could do it? Yeah. And and you know what is frankly offensive to me is that I can't think of a female director. 
My God, we live in exhausting yeah. times. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> we're doing our best to keep up with We're, we're doing it's our hard. best to keep ourselves in check. We're yeah. trying. It's hard. It's hard to evolve. Mm, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> but we got Idris Elba in there, so something. Yeah. Something. I have something. I have a black person that I don't hate. <laughs> that, is, that is the worst. That is the worst that I can name, that I can name a black actor oh. that I like. It's fucking awful. Oh, I don't have any African American friends. I no. Well, okay. No, like. I, I can't even say he's a friend. There's a guy at work that I talk about pop culture stuff with sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's the weird thing for me with work is I don't know any of these people in person, mm. so I have no idea what the what the nationalities are of these people. I don't even know pictures. I just know names, and names don't mean much. I mean, yeah, but that's a weird ass name and just be like you know from Jersey. So, uh, so really, you could have a black friend and not know about it. That's true. You I have, have no you, idea. You would, you would have like Schrodinger's friend. Your your and friends isn't are. Isn't that the best thing at all? I have friend, no idea what color your friends, my friends are. Your work. friends are potentially all ethnicities. It isn't until they are observed that that waveform collapses. <laughs> <laughs> Both black and not black at the same time. That's right. So uh, that, that 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 that's good enough. I'll take that. I'll take it. I'll take it. We're good people. We swear. <laughs> we're, Thank we're God, trying. Alex is going to be back next we're week. Trying. We need we need balance. <laughs> all right. <sighs> now I want to see this. I kind of do. Now, as well. Make it now. Now now they should make it, but they they need to not have a lot of money to make it. They need to have it. This needs to be like a low budget thing, because I think too much money would ruin it. Let's recast Wesley as a black guy. Um, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Um, uh, the the guy who was the okay, maybe he's too sexy, and we should get someone who's a better actor. But I'm gonna see the guy who was Killmonger in Black Panther, because he was so sexy. <sighs> What was his name? I don't. I still I can, care about I can find it. I name. can find it. Yeah. What else has he done? I know he's been. He uh he's been in all kinds of stuff. Um, Killmonger. He's been in all kinds of stuff, and he yeah. he has such a normal name. That's why not. Michael B. Jordan is the name. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There. Okay. We, I we, I, we, I guarantee you, there's a better actor we could find, but I'm not sure we could find a prettier one. That's, yeah. Oh no! Oh no! See, that's racially charged as well because now I'm uh, I'm valuing this guy for his physicality. Fuck! Uh, Fuck! We gotta stop. You can't. You just can't have favorite anythings anymore. Oh, this is my favorite thing. You're terrible. Why? <laughs> wow. That's really problematic, God. man. <laughs> and the thing is, like, it you know, it our hackles raise at it even as we support it. And we agree mm-hmm. with it. We know that it's right. I think what it is is that so much of it is predicated on the notion that we are inherently um, bad. Yeah. That that unless we unless we virtue signal and and prove that we're not, the assumption is that we are bad. You know. And if we virtue signal, the assumption is that we are bad. bad because we're trying to show that we're virtue not. Virtue signal. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> so so I'm, I'm just going to be. How's that sound? <laughs> Yeah, I try not to make people mad. I really do. Yeah, I try harder. Okay, who who, who did we initially have as Wesley? Um, Zach Efron was who you came up with. No, no, I'd go, I'd go with Michael Jordan over that. That's why it freaks me. That's why I can never remember his name because it's Michael fucking Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> 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 and you think of aging douchebag gambler slash basketball player when you come up with Michael Jordan? Yeah, I'd go with Michael Jordan over that. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. I'm liking All that right. more and more. Yeah. Yeah, because then, as long as you keep Kendrick as as Cup Runner Cup, that pisses off people because it's a biracial couple. That's what right. What are you doing? Forcing right. down our throat. You That's know right. what? It's fine. Right. It's just actors. Holy shit. Anything. Holy shit. I j- I'm just going to blow this thing wide open. Okay. Who's to say Buttercup has to be a woman at all? Oh! <laughs> this is not a joke. If if we're going to do Fezzig as as a woman, yeah. then Buttercup can be a man. Butter, right. Buttercup can totally be a man. Oh my god, yes! Let's fucking gender bend both. And so, and so, <laughs> now Humperdink is a woman. So, Humperdink... Could okay. Who is a who is a douchey lady? Ooh ooh ooh. Um, no, no, I don't like that. I was gonna say um um uh, M- Melissa McCart- McCarthy, but I feel like she's too. I feel like she's too old a little bit. Yeah. I feel like, and plus, yeah, I I don't. Yeah, no, I don't really love I, that. Mm. I don't love that. Uh, ooh ooh, you, you know that I like for Blake Lively. <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 no. Uh, for Humperdinck. Um, okay, I gotta find her. Hang on a second. I've got it. I've got it. I fucking got it. Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. Oh, I gotta look that one in. I don't know that one. Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. She's fucking hilarious. She's hilarious. Oh, oh. That's right. Okay. That's right. Okay. Okay. So then, young Wesley, or no, young Buttercup, who we're going to rename Barney. Young Barney. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Princess Humperdinck is Tiffany Haddish. Young Barney is the most beautiful man in all the land. We could still go with Michael Jordan, frankly. You could, actually. You could totally yeah, still that, go with Michael still Jordan. Works. Still and works. then there could be so many longing shots of his beautiful pecs and everything. It'd be mm. wonderful. Okay, then Butter, then then uh, Weslina. Weslina! Yes, Anna Kendrick! <laughs> still works. <laughs> yes! I love it! Okay, there we now, go. See, now, now we need Neil Patrick Harris oh, for something. Oh, shit. He could be grandpa. We could put him in old age, old age makeup, and make him grandpa. Yeah, I like that. I like that very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think we fixed this. <laughs> I think we fixed this, and it's not a terrible idea after all. Taika Waititi. <laughs> I I know that Taika happens to listen to this, and uh, Taika, just if you're listening, I had a wonderful time, and uh, I really hope you you know pick up this idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, just just give us executive producer credits. Yeah, and that's all we need. That's all we need. Just, that's all we need. I, I don't even really need any money for it. I just let me into the premiere, and you got to rent me a suit because I can't afford it. But just let's just let us stand I, in the background. I, I don't need to go to the premiere. Just send me a screener. I'm fine. <laughs> well, you, you do want to meet Anna Kendrick, don't you? Oh shit! No. So... No. <laughs> Couldn't handle it. No, could not handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably fall for Neil Patrick Harris. Be like, oh, oh hi. God. Hello there. I, I'd be swooning over everyone. I'd be going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Idris Elba. Oh, my God. There, there are a limited number of perfect pecs in the world. It'd be a shame to ruin those. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my God. All right. This needs to happen. Okay. Yeah. And you can the Princess Bride, that that it still fits. The name still fits. Yeah. It still works. We don't even need to change the name. The, the Prince's Bride. The Princess Bride. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. I like it. All right. All right. Well, we're not going to do better than that tonight. I agree. That's, that's, that's as good as we're going to do. So, all right. Well, everybody, thanks for putting up with our nonsense. Chance, thank you for listening. My pleasure. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Wait, Chance, thank you for listening. My pleasure. Chance, thank you for talking. It's what I do when I'm not listening. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you in a week. But I'm